Hey, welcome to the Nerdcaster Podcast. I am your resident Nerdcaster and host, Joe. And this week we're going to talk about the new game that came out for the PS4, uh, Xbox, and on Steam. Um, came out May 26th, and that's Friday the 13th. I'm in love with this game. But before we get into why I like it and the problems it has out of the gate, we got to see where it all started. And it all started back in the 80s with the slasher horror film Friday the 13th. The film follows a group of teenagers who are getting uh, Camp Crystal Lake ready for the upcoming summer season where the camp is to be reopened for the first time since I think the date was 1960 or 1959 when it closed. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so you out there, those of you out there who know the movie really well, uh, bear with me here, please. And it follows these teenagers getting the camp re- ready, and while they're getting it ready and horsing around and smoking their dope and fornicating, they get hunted down one by one by none other than Pamela Voorhees. And most of you out there who have not really seen the series know that the main uh, bad guy in the the movies is Jason, Jason Voorhees, who is Pamela Voorhees' son who drowned in the lake uh, back in 1958. Pamela is the one who's the first serial killer in the first movie who hunts down and has kept the camp closed for a significant amount of time because of the drowning of her son. Now when the camp's slated to reopen, she hunts down the teenagers in typical Friday the 13th fashion by slash and hacking them. Jason doesn't show up until part two and through God knows how many other movies are out after that. I know they have Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason, part three, A New Beginning, the final chapter. Jesus, the, the, the number of movies goes on and on. But we're not here to talk about the movies. We're here to talk about the video games. Games, plural. Because this, to me, the game that came out back on May 26th, is n- it wouldn't have been a game if it wasn't for the original NES Friday the 13th game. Many of you out there, if you've ever played it, probably hate it. I'm the opposite. I love that game. I actually still play today and haven't and played not too long ago. Uh, the initial NES game followed six counselors that run around the lake waiting for Jason to strike one of the cabins that campers are in and as long as it takes you to get there, he murders them off, and I think you start with like 50 counselors. If it gets down to zero, it's game over, you lose. As the counselor, you run into the cabin, you save the children by throwing rocks, stones, machetes, whatever you have at Jason, and he leaves after a certain amount of time. With perfect timing and the right weapon, this game isn't that difficult. That being said, as the counselor, if Jason kills you, which is most likely going to happen a few times, You just pick another counselor, you continue on. Like Jaws, Jason regains energy as the game moves on if he's not attacking or you don't attack him um, from house to house. So your best bet is to get the best weapon you can find as quick as you can find it and hunt his ass down. Those of you who have played the game know the two things you don't do, and yes, this is back in the 80s when the game came out. You don't enter the cave and you don't enter the forest because... They're a maze of bullshit. Yes, there's some pretty rewarding stuff in there if you can find where you need to go. And this is before game facts, so let's be for real. Um, I didn't put that much work into this game. Usually, I just saved the fastest counselor for last. Usually, I ended up beating him around one of the last two counselors. And with the, the, the last counselor, because they're so quick, it's faster to get to the cabins and do what you need to do. And hopefully by that time you have Jason down to a little bit of health and it's not too bad to kill him. Now, that being said, the game was very um, linear. There was That's it. 
you were just counselors running around waiting for Jason to attack and kill other counselors, and then you would rush in and try to save the day. I could see where people thought this game was boring and, and no fun and very linear and blah, blah, blah. But to me, without going back in time to talk about those things, we would not have the game that came out by Gun Media this past summer, I guess, uh, since it was Memorial Day weekend, I guess the unofficial uh, beginning of summer or what the fuck. So you start this game, this new, like I said, awesome game. I, I can't say enough good things about it. You start the game off as either playing as a counselor or as Jason. Now, to play as Jason, you're randomly chosen. So you would you get in the game, you, you go and, and join your fellow players in the lobby, and it's randomized who gets to be Jason. As a counselor, you want to run around a different cabin, search drawers, find weapons, arm yourself, uh, find parts to the car or the boat or the phone. Because each of those things will get you out of the camp. And the whole point as a counselor is to survive the night, which is about 20 minutes. Each round is about 20 minutes. Leave the camp before Jason kills you via car or boat. Or by calling the police and then running to an exit when they show up. Those are the three basic ways to get at, uh, to, to the four basic ways if you consider just surviving the round uh, away. Now during this time, Jason, whoever the player is that was chosen to play Jason, is, is hunting down these counselors and trying to kill them. As the counselor, you can arm yourself with machetes, um, a pocket knife, uh, firecrackers, and you can even pick up spray so you can heal yourself if, if you get whacked by Jason. And with all that stuff, uh, you go and fix the car. The car requires a battery, a, a set of keys, and a gas can. Once you're able to get all those into the car, the car will start. And you and the rest of the counselors, up to two or four people, depending which car um, in the map you fix, can try to drive off the screen. That being said, you're going to want to work with your other counselors to get this stuff done. So in, in the rooms, you can find like a communicator and a map so you can communicate with the rest of the team. Now, you got to keep in mind that if Jason's close by, he can hear everything you're saying, which I, I tend to have a problem with that with some players online. I don't think they realize that Jason can hear what they're saying. And by somebody telling me, hey, I got the keys, and he's standing not too far away, can hear that we got the keys, so what are you going to do as Jason? You're going to make your ass over to the car because you know that's where they're headed. So you work together. You get the, the items you need. You fix the car, which gives you, in order to put the battery in or the gas, and there's a little mini game to play where you got to hit L1 or R1. Um, and, and once you get it in, all installed, boom, the, the car will start up. You can load everybody in and try to drive off camp. Now, Jason, because he is super fucking human, if he gets in front of the car and you ram into him, the car stops short, everybody scatters like cockroaches, and he continues the hunt, and you guys continue what you're doing. The car will restart, however, so you can try to get Jason out of the way, make your way back to the car, and take off. The boat, you would need the gas can and find a propeller, and then you put those together on the boat, again, using those little mini games with L1 and R1. Um, in the PS4 version. I'm strictly talking about the PS4 version as that's the only one I have played. Once the boat is fixed, you could take it through the lake or wherever off the map, and boom, you win. However, Jason is a shit ton faster on the water than he is on land, and catching up the boat is no problem. I've never been able to escape uh, the camp on the boat. Jason has always tipped it, and 9 out of 10 times, I don't even think I've survived making it to shore uh, as he's usually drowned to my ass before I can make it. 
the police box or the phone is the way that I, I seem to, to be able to, to get further in the game and actually escape. If somebody's able to find the fuse and fix the phone, which is randomly placed in a, a cabin, they can call the cops, and a countdown begins uh, of about five minutes, and the cops show up. When the cops show up, you want to make your way to the exit and get the fuck out. If Jason figures out that the cops were called, his ass can go camp at where the exit is, and you're going to have to either go through him or get around him or somehow get, get away from him to get out of the camp. I find that the easiest way to escape. I simply arm myself with a machete or a baseball bat. Um, I try to hide uh, until the countdown gets to around like a minute and a half, a minute left. And then I make my way to the exit. Once I get there, I try to sneak up. If I see Jason, I'll try to run up, throw myself in combat mode, which is just hitting the right analog stick down, and then whack him. So once you whack Jason, he gets stunned for a sh few seconds, and then I haul ass out of the camp. That's been my most successful gameplay in order to escape as a counselor. Now, on the flip side, if you, if you were able to get the lucky draw or straw of the hat and you get to play as Jason, you have one objective. Kill the counselors. Once they're all dead, the round is over. If they all escape, the round is over. If some escape and some are dead and there's no counselors left, the round is over. Or you wait the 20 minutes, you survive the night, and the round is over. As Jason, you, you can um, choke people out by grabbing them, um, depending on which Jason you choose, because you can choose from Jasons from different movies. Uh, and some are unlockable. We'll talk about the unlocking system in a, in a few minutes, because you, know, you can do some things with the counselors as well. Uh, as Jason, you want to kill. So each different Jason has different abilities. Like some are faster than others. Some get a run ability, others don't. It's just a bit different, different, different ways of playing each one. So you got to find which one you like and stick with them. And you can change which Jason you are as well as which counselor you choose at the end or beginning of each round. With Jason, I usually choose the one that has the spear. I don't know why. I just think the spear has a better range. Um, I like the kills that you can unlock with the spear better than some of the other ones. And, and that's it. Your whole, whole thing with Jason is to kill. Now, Jason gets four abilities to help him accomplish that goal. Like, um, the first one you unlock during the, the game, and by game I mean your actual match, because these abilities lock over time. The actual kills that you can unlock are, are what you need experience points for. Again, we'll get to that in a few. So at the beginning of the round, your first ability that unlocks, and pretty much it's right at the beginning, uh, less than like 30 seconds into the match, is the warp ability, which allows Jason to warp to anywhere on the map he wants to warp. Uh, very helpful. So you can warp anywhere you want, and then after the cooldown time, you can warp again. That That is how Jason gets around the map relatively quickly. The next ability that unlocks is the sense ability, which when you activate it, uh, will show glowing red cabins if there's counselors in them, or will outline the counselors in, in like a red cloud if they're further away than Jason can see, uh, and you can try to run or catch up to them to, for the kill. The next ability that unlocks is the run fast ability, as I like to call it, or uh, speed walking, which allows you to enter first person view of Jason, and he takes off, and you can control it with the analog sticks and catch up to the counselors as they're running or trying to get away. I use this mostly when I'm really close to a counselor and they're just running faster than I am. Uh, for a quick way to catch up. 
I don't like to really use my warp ability unless I'm trying to get to the opposite side of the map. The last ability I believe that unlocks, I believe, is called Stalking. I don't really use it too much, and this might be a downfall of, of why I like playing the Counselors better, because I'm not really that good with Jason. I uh, find myself enjoying playing the Counselors a little better, and, and I like the teamwork aspect of that. So that allows Jason to sneak up on people so they can't hear him. Because when Jason sneaks up on, when Jason is close to a counselor, they end up hearing the classic Friday the Thirteenth music, the stuff. And and if they're if they're Jason's super close to you, you'll get the VHS lines going across the screen. Things will get get shaky. It, it really creates some some serious uh, suspense. And you know Jason's right on top of you. So if you don't see him, you better start looking your ass around. And do yourself a favor, stun his ass and run, because the second he grabs or takes a few whacks at you, your ass is done. Um, after each round, whether you're a counselor or Jason, you're awarded experience points, depending on certain things you did during the round. Like if you're able to, to barricade doors, it's like five experience. If you um, pick up the propeller and you're able to get it on the boat, it's experience. Same thing with the car. So different things you do during the round will give you more experience. That experience gets added up. Now, if you're a counselor... You can roll perks, and I put perks in quotes, uh, that allow the counselor to you know, either be a little more stealthy or be able to fix the car faster. It, it all depends on what, what you roll. I haven't seen all the perks yet, so I don't know what all of them are, but I know like some of them allow you to hit Jason a little harder. Some of them allow you to do other things. Like I know I have the fixing a car one. I think one uh, ups your speed for a little bit. Uh, another one allows you to hold your breath a little longer or something or, or make less noise when you're holding the, your breath. And the only reason to hold your breath, which is something I haven't talked about yet, is you, you, in a cabin you can hide under a bed or or in a closet or in an, if you're out in the wilderness you can hide in a tent or an outhouse. Depending on the map, depends on certain hiding spots you can get. And in those hiding spots, Jason can't see you unless he uses the sensibility once he obtains it. And then if you're hidden and he sees you or he knows you're there, it's an instant death pretty much. So I don't really hide too much in the game in the cabins or in tents or anything like that. I found using a stealthy character and hiding in a brush of trees and not making any noise works a lot better. Um, that's, just the, that's just what I found. I, I know some people like to hide in the, the tents. Um, just because there's a little glitchy stuff going on there, which I'll get into in a minute. And then as Jason, if you use, if you decide to use your experience points to give hit, you can spend some of them on different kills, like uh, the shish kebab kill. Um, again, I use the Jason with the spear, so what that does is it he drives a spear through your head, um, and that's one kill you can use. Um, and there's tons. I mean, I can't even go over them. There's one where he'll like explode your head. Uh, the classic knock your head off punch from Jason takes Manhattan. So many. So I tend to use more of my, my experience points on the counselors cause I prefer to play as them and I play as them more often. So obviously I'm going to spend my money where my, the majority of my gameplay is. And I'd be remiss to say as a counselor, there is one other way to win the match and that is to kill Jason. And I mean, Really, it's probably the hardest way to win. And I know there's some some controversy or some issues out there that people uh, I see a lot of posts on on how to kill him. So I'm going to let you know how to do that right now. And let me tell you, 
It's not easy, and I have not seen it done unless the entire group in in the in the room or the lobby uh, allows you to allows you allows it to be done. So the first thing you need to do is find Jason's hut. When you find his hut, you can acquire the sweater, a uh, uh, Pamela's sweater, his mom's sweater. But as soon as you enter the hut, Jason gets alerted by Pam that you're there. So he's going to warp his ass there and try to kill you. Once you have the sweater, you need to give it to a female player if you're not one already. Then you need to fix the radio and call Tommy. Who's Tommy and what's the radio? I know I haven't mentioned those yet because I'm going to do that now. The radio is located randomly again in one of the cabins, and the same fuse that you use to fix the phone you can instead use on the radio. What that does is allows you to call Tommy Jarvis. One of the dead counselors or, or players that, that is already dead will randomly come back as Tommy. Now, Tommy has better stats than anybody else in the game and is automatically equipped with a shotgun. And if you're going to kill Jason, drop it because it's not going to be used. Once Tommy gets called and he shows up, you need to, you need to work with the female character and believe me, working with multiple characters is definitely an easier way to do this, but you need at least two. So Tommy and the female character need to get together. Then you need to find Jason. Once you find Jason, which shouldn't be too difficult, then it gets hard. You need to use a machete or an axe as Tommy or the female character, doesn't matter which right now, to knock off his mask. Once his mask is knocked off, the female character needs to put on the sweater to calm Jason down. Once he's calm, that female character wearing the sweater needs to whack Jason. I believe anybody can, but I've only seen this done with the woman wearing the sweater. Once he gets whacked, he'll drop to his knees. Once on his knees, then Tommy, who's ever playing Tommy, can land the killing blows uh, by pressing X or L2, I believe. Again, I've only seen this done. I have not actually partaken in it. And after all that, and if you're able to get all that off, Boom, Jason is dead. So, great, wonderful. Again, I find it easy to call the police and get the fuck out of there or drive the damn car or survive the night. This killing Jason thing is ridiculous because the second he grabs somebody or he's able to fucking get a few whacks in, somebody's going to die and then you're unable to do it anyway. So, to me, this is something to do just to have fun with a group of friends in the chat. So let's talk up now. Now you know how to play the game. Now, now you got an idea of how this works. It's basically a survival game. Survive the night as a counselor. If you're Jason, kill the damn motherfuckers. Boom, boom, boom. Now let's talk about some cons. Some of the issues that I've experienced in this game um, are the glitches. The glitches I, I have been experienced were the, the tent glitch where I've hidden in a tent and Jason is unable to open it to get to me. So as long as I stay there, I'm able to survive the night, get the experience points. Kind of a shitty way to play, in my opinion, because I want more experience points for fixing the car or, or for doing an objective. I don't want to just hide in a damn tent just to survive. Uh, the I've also been on the opposite end of that where I was Jason and somebody hid in the tent the entire time and I couldn't do really anything about it. Then the one that I've only experienced, I haven't seen anybody else experience on the Pakanak Lake, uh, on the Pakanak map. I've gotten stuck between a tree and a rock. I can't get out of it. I can't run out of it. I'm just stuck there. 
uh, Jason did catch up to me and choked my ass out, and that was the end of my gameplay. I did survive for a good 10 to 15 minutes, though, so I almost made it to the end of the round. And then there's the window glitch, where I got stuck in a window, and again, Jason came up and whacked my ass, and I was dead. Now, those glitches, I can live with. I'm fine with them. I, I don't see them all the time, um, and it is what it is. I mean... This game started on Kickstarter, and and the development team did a fucking phenomenal job up to this point. So I can live with these glitches, and they are working on a patch. The one glitch that I would really wish they could fix sooner than later, and I believe it has been fixed on the Xbox version, but not Steam or PS4 yet as of the recording of this show, is the quick play. I find myself, which... I find myself creating private rooms and inviting friends to play rather than just hitting quick play and getting into a game with randos. Now, the, the, the private games are great, but I find myself having to go on the Internet or Facebook or finding a group um, on, on Twitter or whatever to, to get some gamer tags and invite people in. That's fine, but it takes time to do that. And it's like at some points I'm wondering why I just didn't hit the quick play and wait the 30 to 32 minutes uh, or longer to get into a game. Because sometimes I find getting a private game going is just as bad. Although, I will admit, the private match right now is the way to go until they fix this problem. So, what quick play does, to give a little bit more information, is it's supposed to be just that. You hit quick play... It puts you in a random lobby with a bunch of random people, and off you go to the races. The private room is for, like, you and a group of friends. Like, you have eight people or seven people that, that you want to play with. You can invite them all, and you, you guys can all sit, laugh, talk, uh, and, um, you know, hang out and make fun of each other. Like, it's another Saturday night in your mom's basement. I, again, the quick play thing is my biggest thing. But, again, with even that... All the glitches and everything else. This game is fun as hell. I do not give a shit what what any of the other um, reviewers have said or or what I've read on the internet. I I subscribe to this game and I can only see it getting better. That being said, I give the developers of this game a shit ton of credit. They have worked their ass off and started on Kickstarter. I wish I knew about this when it was on Kickstarter. I actually found out after the Kickstarter was over. Um, I would have definitely donated money. Uh, Friday the 13th was one of my favorite 80s horror movies. Uh, I, I love it to this day. I still watch it like maybe once a decade or something. It's been a while. Uh, I think the last time I watched it was when they tried rebooting it. And, I mean, I have mixed feelings about that. But... They did an excellent job. They got this game out. It, it took, I think, uh, around two years to, to get it up going and running. Um, it's out there now. It, it's fun. I mean, they, they can only go up from here. Uh, I, can't say any, I can't say anything bad about it. I mean, they released the game. Yeah, it's glitchy. Yeah, there were some problems. But, I mean, it's nothing that can't be fixed in a patch or whatever. And campaign mode is coming out soon, which I, I'm waiting for and can't wait for that. Um, I mean, w what else is there? I I'm glad they reached their goal. The game became a reality, and it's currently my favorite game for the PS4. And after the patches, like I said, I think the game will just be a lot better overall and hope that it will change other gamers' minds and they see what I see. 
this game has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to see what the developers take it to next. I mean, are we going to get Jason skins from other movies? Maybe like a Headless Horseman Jason, Jason for uh, for Halloween. Maybe, you know, All-American Uncle Sam Jason for July 4th. Who knows? They, they have a lot they can do. Um, hopefully they have more maps. Currently there are only like three maps, which is Pakanak, Higgins, uh, Higgins Lake or something like that. I don't remember that one. And Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, I prefer to play on Camp Crystal Lake, but all the maps are fine. I, uh, they're all fun. They're, I don't see anything else. But the, the thing I'm hopefully looking forward to the most is that they release cross-platform play. I do have a lot of friends on Xbox and on Steam. I would love to get them all together and play because it would just be phenomenal to have a whole room with mixed platforms and, and uh, uh, talk shit with my friends uh, IRL. Uh, according to the website facts, they say it, it's a possibility that it might become a reality. My fingers are crossed, but, you know, working with different consoles and different systems and different platforms, there is a challenge there. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. But again, great work, guys. Uh, I can't say enough about your development team. Uh, Gun Media did an excellent job. I can't wait to see where you guys go with this next. And that'll do it for my review on the game. If anybody has any questions, feel free to email me at joe at nerdcaster.com. Uh, visit the site and comment um, what you like or dislike about the game. Let me know your thoughts or drop your gamer tag, and I'll invite you to a private match. And you can find us at www.nerdcaster.com to do that. Or hit, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaster. On Twitter at nerdcaster at nerd underscore caster. Uh, Instagram at Nerdcaster. And I'll be streaming this on Twitch every now and again because I had a few friends of mine ask me uh, to do that so they could see some of the gameplay and, and uh, I could talk to them and let them know how it is and everything else. So uh, you can find us on twitch.tv slash nerd underscore caster. Um, I don't have a set schedule yet, but I usually do post to Twitter or Facebook before we go live. That being said, you guys have a good week. Nerdcaster. Nerdcaster.